The winter meetings have come and passed, and the Mariners didn't do a thing. Jared Kelnick is still with the Braves, and the Mariners have not added anything after the winter meetings. They sat on their hands. The Rule 5 draft came to pass. Nothing. They have four open spots on their roster, on their 40-man roster, and Jerry Depoto laid out what that means for the rest of the offseason for the Seattle Mariners. We're going to talk about all that and more. Thank you for tuning in to episode 41 of the Hit It Here podcast, part of the Believe Network. I'm here with Joe. Joe, how are you? I am doing phenomenal. Glad we got that intro out of the way. Just want to say thank you to everyone who listened to us on the audio end on our last episode, episode 40. It was our biggest podcast yet. And obviously on YouTube, it was a banger as well. So hopefully bringing you guys another one today. But Colton, you're right. Jerry Depoto, he's kind of laid out the offseason plan a little bit more than the original GM meetings conversation from about like what, a month ago, roughly, where he's like, we need contact right-handed bats. The conversation has changed slightly, but I don't think that those similar types of profile players are really out of the question. That's where they're going to go still, I think. You know, we sure, we traded a lefty, Jared Kelnick. He's no longer there, and I'm sad about it. But I feel like the primary targets are still going to be right-handed bats. And Colton, can you can you give us a little insight on why? Yeah, I bet that I could, Joe. But first, a word from our sponsor, Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. Bet online, it's your number one destination for all sports wagering info. Live updated predictions, odds, you can place parlays, you can play money lines. There's so many different ways to bet on Bet Online. They've got up to minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Bet online, it's it's the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. They've got so many different options for you guys to bet on, whether you like betting on, like I said, the main four, the NFL, NBA, NHL, even stuff with MLB with free agents, or if you wanted to dip your toes into the MMA or even international soccer, BetOnline has you covered. And remember to head to BetOnline today and to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit Bet online, where the game starts. So in his comments at the winter meetings, Jerry Depoto said that the Mariners are going after one and a half outfielders. And basically, you can't cut a player in half, as far as I know. So what he means by that is they're looking for a complement, a platoon, if you will, in the outfield. And Jerry Depoto mentioned a platoon with Dominic Canzone or Taylor Trammell, what have you, Cade Marlowe, etc. That would basically mean, hey, they're all left-handed. They're looking, Mariners are looking for a right-handed outfielder. Basically what they had with A.J. Pollock, but, you know, someone good. <laughs> Hopefully. Two platoon with those guys. So then they're also looking for one just pure outfielder who you don't need a platoon. Cool. Sounds good. They're also looking for a DH. These are all things the Mariners talked about. But first, let's talk about this right-handed platoon bat. I don't necessarily know what the answer is because there are guys out there that I feel like fit the bill. AJ Pollock, you know, he's a free agent, Joe. No, let's not, let's not run it back with AJ Pollock. Another guy that I think makes a lot of sense right now is Adam Duvall. Yeah. He could right-handed. He can DH for you. Gosh, who else, who else is out there right now that would be mainly a right-handed platoon? Who 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 you got on the mind? I would honestly go heavier on maybe the platoon side where it's a stronger right-handed bat potentially because I think Jorge Soler could be a great fit there, and I don't think I'd want him as the everyday corner outfielder on the other end, if that makes sense, because you're going to want him DHing more, but if you need to then go put him in the outfield, you can while one of your lefties sits because you've got a strong lefty on the mound against you so that's kind of where my head went was a jorge soler for that i don't want to say like that's the platoon partner but it's more so just a guy that fits on your roster a bit better as a right-handed bat a everyday presence in your lineup but when you can have a lefty in your lineup 
he is de-aging for you. So I don't know if, I guess, the the logic there makes sense for bringing up Jorge Soler in this part of this conversation, because sure, there are guys out there on the market that might make a bit more sense. Like a Whit Merrifield could even be a guy that you'd throw into this conversation. He is more of like a super utility guy as opposed to the yo utility guys, as opposed to just like a strictly outfielder profile. But yeah, my, my eyes, as soon as I read this from Jerry DePoto, my eyes and ears and every, every single sense went straight to Jorge Soler for me. I think that Soler does make a lot of sense. He has a lot of thump, a lot of the middle of the order thump for the Seattle Mariners. And he's a guy where his power would translate to Team Mobile Park. He's that strong. Mm-hmm. And how many home runs did he hit last year? 31? Something like that. Something like that. In the 30s. Guy in the middle of your order. He's not going to hit like 300 for you. Oh, God, no. But his strikeout rate is... A little high, but right around league average, I think. Yeah, right? last year, last year, I think oh, I made I made a thread about it a long time ago on Twitter, comparing him to Nelson Cruz and calling him the Walmart boomstick. And <laughs> his strikeout percentage, it's not as high as you'd think for a guy that does have his pure raw power. But I think it's above league average in terms of the percentage is higher. So he is not league average in terms of strikeout percentage. That's a weird way to word that. But he's going to strike out a decent amount, but not on the same level as Gino or Teo or Jared Kalanick if he had a full season of at-bats. The issue, I think, is, you know, he's a liability in the field more than likely. He's not going to be great out there. You could stick him out there and he might be okay. But that's not where you're really going after him to do. You want him to be a thumper in the middle of your, in your lineup, right? I think that that is the best spot for him. You know what I mean? It, he's not, again, he should not be the big fish you go out for, for the Seattle Mariners this offseason, but he is a good guy to add on a maybe two, three year deal. In my opinion, I think that, what would you, what would you give him? I'm, I think like 15, between 15 and 20. Yeah. I think Solaire 15 to 20 million, like per year. I think that's around what I'd want to do. Three years, 45, I think is what trade rumors had him like at the beginning when they did their projections. So I would be very okay with three years, 45 for Jorge Soler to, you know, come in, be a thumper in the middle of your order, hit a ton of home runs and just be an everyday presence. But my concern is that like, that's $15 million being allocated from your payroll and we know that the operating costs aren't necessarily like what the front office has to work with is not great from what we've heard recently but before we get there we'll talk you know what we that's only one of the outfielders we still need to figure out the other half or you know if we went with an adam duvall what the other one of the one and a half you know the equation there is i mean a guy at the top of my list it doesn't make sense monetarily if we go get Jorge Soler, but Jung-Hoo Lee is right there. I mean, Gurriel Jr. has been a guy that's been talked about a ton. Or is this a conversation about maybe we're trading for that other outfielder? There's so many different avenues, but Colton, is there someone that you had in mind or like a direction from like where we were just at? I mean, you know, there was the report that came out from, I think it was Morosi saying the <laughs> Mariners have expressed interest in Cody Bellinger or whatever it was that he said. And then, uh, like, trade rumors, everyone took it as the Mariners are interested. No. He no. Just, I'm pretty sure he was just saying that he that Bellinger makes sense for the Mariners. Morosi's been yapping all offseason long. Dude has lost a, I don't want to say credibility, but, like, I don't know if, I, I see a Morosi tweet, I'm like, what is he talking, like, I don't know if yeah, I can he, trust Yeah, he's it. just throwing names at walls, yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. He's got a dartboard, and he's just like, yeah. Again, Bellinger's my top like free agent target. But with with what we've heard, the Mariners have to work with going forward for the rest of this offseason, that would never happen. That yeah. that just straight up would not happen. 
Jung Hoo Lee, if he gets the projected um, amount that he was on Emily Trade Rumors, like ten million a year, okay, yeah. sure. I'm not sure how much it would cost for Lord Escuriel. What I think is interesting is Depoto mentioned that the Mariners are looking for one and a half outfielders and a DH. But you know, he didn't say they were they're looking for is an infielder. Yeah. So it almost seems like they are comfortable running Luis Urias and Josh Rojas at second and third base. Yeah, I mean the. I don't want to like put a bunch of weight into steamer projections, but Fangraph steamer projections has Luis Urias being a better player WRC plus than Gino Suarez this year, but I think one point, you know, it's like 101 to 102 WRC plus. So it's negligible, but like if we get 2021 Brewers production, Luis Urias, yeah, then that is fine rolling him out at third base. But I think there's a ton of question marks surrounding him and Josh Rojas, I think given a full season, he, I mean, he was, I'd say, an everyday player with the Diamondbacks. I mean, putting up like two-ish war. It's not like the best, but it could be worse. And so I think they're wanting to bolster and overhaul their outfield more so than the guys that they feel comfortable with in the infield. Because even like a guy like Caballero, he put up 2.2 war last year. I'm not saying like, you know, you should only measure a player's worth based on war. Because at the plate, he was pretty abysmal more often than not in terms of you know, trying to make contact with the baseball, but a platoon of him and like of Rojas and Caballero, I mean, that gets us into the playoffs if it's a full year. Whereas like Wong, cause he was like negative war, you know what I mean? Like if Rojas puts up like one and a half, Caballero puts up one and a half that you got a three war second baseman. I think they'd be okay with that, with the money that they have to invest in other spots that might be more dire. And I think I said this on the last podcast, I'd rather them go address the outfield problems more because I like the infield personnel more as like an everyday, like, you know, plug and play versus the outfield. Cause like, I don't know if I've seen enough from Canzone, Tramel, Marlowe, if Deloach factors into that either. I would trust Caballero to put up more. And maybe see that, that's the thing. It's like, I'm saying that I'm not even confident in it, but I like, that's my gut feeling because I, we saw more from him last year than we did the other guys. Yeah, it's hard It's hard to think about, do I trust Dominic Canzone more than I trust Jose Caballero in 2024? I don't know. Yeah. Like, do I do I trust Cade Marlowe more than I trust a bounce back from Urias? No. But, like, at the same time, it's to the point where, if you were to tell me if, if it was the end of the season next year and Cade Marlowe was a better player than Luis Urias, I wouldn't necessarily be shocked. No. Like, I wouldn't, like, if you were to tell me the more valuable player was Dominic Canzone than Jose Caballero sure okay yeah why not so I don't know I I, the right answer for the Mariners at this point because of everything that has happened over the past week which keep in mind has been an absolute dumpster fire Mm -hmm. everything every word out of anybody in the Mariners camp's mouth is just terrible we've talked about services comments we've talked about the Poto's comments it's bad you got poop mouth you got poop coming out your mouth and for those of us that live in the Seattle, greater Seattle area, it's been raining for like five straight days. And it just feels like it's mocking us as Mariners fans. It just feels like the world's like, ha! Ha ha! Everything sucks. Here, it's, it's going to literally flood, by the way. And here's a flood of bad news from the Mariners. And Joe, let's talk about what uh, MLB Trade Rumors had to say about the Mariners' uh, financial capabilities over the rest of this offseason. So it's not just Trade Rumors. It's kind of a culmination of a bunch of different things over the last, like you're saying, you know, five days, winter meetings era of the Mariners. But most recently highlighted in a Trade Rumors article saying that Roster Resource had the Mariners, you know, projected at like 117 million right now. And 
operating costs and payroll going up to a little bit more than from what 2023 was. So they're rumoring that we've got like 25 million to play with for the rest of the offseason with four holes to fill on this team. And maybe they're only looking at it as three. And, you know, this comes on the tail end of DePoto and service kind of hinting at the fact that they thought they had more to play with at the beginning of the offseason. That ownership came to them and said, mm, you don't get that much. No, no fun playtime for you guys this offseason. Again, by the way. So it's a it's another situation where DePoto feels like the, he had the rug pulled from out from underneath him. And last offseason, they tried just getting small pieces like a Pollock, a Listella, a Trevor Gott, and using their resources that they were given that way. You know, trying to like fill in small spots. This offseason, it feels a bit more of like an overhaul. They're trading off some capital in contracts, you know, giving themselves more payroll flexibility, like getting rid of Gino, market, whatever. You guys already know the spiel. And then they're going to use that money that they have allocated to address the holes. But they're, they're making more as we've gone on. But that's because ownership has kind of screwed them over to start. So this $25 million, I'm begging that it's going to go up to 30, maybe 40 million if we're allowed to a little bit more wiggle room. If we can live in fantasy land for a second here, maybe fin go into 2024 around like 150 million. That would be sick. It's just, I'm not, I just can't see it happening. I, I was where we stand right now. And I, going into this offseason, I was saying they'd be up to almost like 160, 170. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because, and I think that's probably what DePoto and Co were thinking going yeah. into this offseason. But unfortunately, John Stanton, Chris Larson, the rest of that stupid ownership group. I, sorry if I sound a bit like a like a like a middle schooler here or junior higher, if you will. But I think that that ownership group is straight up stupid. They only care about profits. That's literally all that matters to them. Have you ever been on Chris Larson's Twitter, by the way? Totally I, off topic. I mean, I've seen all the stuff happening about like with his Volvos and stuff in the last like week or so. It's like this dude's a billionaire. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Like, get over yourself, homie. Go out there and spend money on your freaking baseball team because you have literally like a million people that want to see this team. I don't know. Do the Mariners have a million million fans? If the don't Mariners know. don't have a million fans, I or whatever that copy pasta. If the Mariners have a million fans, I'm one of them. If the Mariners have a thousand fans, I'm one of them. If the Mariners have no fans, then I'm dead. Like that thing. You never seen that before? I, I have seen that. Oh, okay. I just don't yeah. necessarily know if it applies in this situation. What do you mean? You're asking if they have a million fans. Any anyway, anyway. All right. This is very important. I'm talking to I'm, our people and right I'm, now. And I'm listening. <laughs> I think that this ownership group, they don't care. And they're blaming it on this, this Root Sports Network, you know, Xfinity, oh, higher tier. Shut up. No, you are a billionaire. That has nothing to do with, with any kind of, you are saving your own profits. That's all you're doing. And the fact that they're willing to give the Mariners maybe 10 million more than they had last year. So the Mariners don't have to go out and trade. A. Eugenio Suarez. They have to use Jared Kelnick to dump some bad contracts that they sign. That is stupid. That If you are competing for a postseason berth, if you want to compete for a World Series, these are not moves you make. They're not. Plain and simple. You keep a guy, a bona fide guy, and you add to this club. Because this team, what, two years ago, made it to the playoffs. They won 88 games last year, almost made it to the playoffs. And Ken Rosenthal himself said... They're just stuck in neutral because the Mariners needed to add pieces to this roster, not dismantle it, which is exactly what they've been doing. They've already taken away like three of their starters from last year. There are more holes now than there were before. And now we're saying, that, oh, we might not have enough money to go out and fill the holes with the players we should be able to. Like the fact that Mariners haven't even been in on Shohei. Stupid. This is the greatest player of all time. 
stupid. You're not an Australia Otani. John Stanton and Chris Larson need to go. I do not care what it takes. Yeah. When is the when's the mutiny going to happen for the Mariners' yeah. ownership? Yeah. When are we going to overthrow the Mariners' ownership? Because here's it's it's the problem is ownership's not going away. No. Like we can get a million new, you know, GMs and managers. And the fact of the matter is, Jerry Depoto did a great job building this team. He did. With the, with the the cards that he was dealt, yeah. But then when he thought he had the money to go out there and allocate those resources to the players that were needed for the Mariners to then become a perennial playoff contender, John Stanton said, mm, "Nah." And so the fact of the matter is, if you're giving them twenty five ish million dollars, which is what this article said, which would put them a little bit over what they were in twenty twenty three, we should have no expectations for this team next year, zero, because it it doesn't make sense. Zero they, they, expectations. They like can't. They can't add. They can't add. So you don't think that they could be above? Like, what, what would you? What is your zero expectation for them? Like with the roster they have right now, you know, going into next year, say they don't add anybody, which is just silly. Like they will add something, but if they didn't add anybody right now, how many wins is this roster going out and winning? Below five hundred. Below, Below five hundred. Sure. So you add one, you know, substantial outfielder that gets you four WAR, right? So like you're maybe at five hundred at that point. You add one other guy maybe you're flirting with like 85 wins. Like I understand the the premise of what you're saying. Like we should have zero expectations and maybe we should just lower expectations, but that's not something that we as fans necessarily want to have to do because the ownership mm-hmm. won't give the front office the right resources and, you know, theoretically stack the deck against them to then not be able to make the moves that they want to go do. So yeah, like if you're saying that you've only got $25 million, you've got to pick your, you got to pick the right people to go out and sign, to go out and add to this team to make them, make it the best they can be i just i think we're in a very tough spot as far as you know national media putting ourselves in neutral when we were two games out of a playoff spot you know i think we were one swing and this is copium we were one swing one pitch from a championship series potentially maybe even a world series because that yankees team in 2022 was pretty gosh darn bad got stomped by the Astros. The Mariners put up the best fight against the Astros aside from the Phillies in the World Series that entire postseason, in my opinion. One swing, one pitch difference. Ever since then, it's just been downhill, theoretically, because we, I mean, we didn't know going to 2023 we would make the playoffs. A lot of people, media, whatever, had the Mariners in the playoffs being, you know, so short of it. Now it's like this domino effect of, okay, they fell short. Why, what can we do to make this team better? Oh, we have the money. Great. And then all of a sudden they don't. So it's just a flip 180 again of, okay, we're back in the same spot where we were last offseason. How do we make this team better? We tried this. Now we have to try something new, which is the overhaul. And I just don't, as far as expectations, dude, like, I think that's just the biggest problem right now is we've looked at, you know, Cade Marlowe and Dom Canzone, all those guys that are, I won't say like quad A players, but we don't know what they are. So like looking at like, what can we expect out of them? And versus like, we're talking about, oh, we would expect Cade, Cade Marlowe to be better than Luis Arias. We, we don't know what to expect and we don't know what the front office is going to do. I think all day yesterday, today that, you know, we're recording this, we were waiting on something to happen. The rule five draft came and passed. Mariners didn't take anybody. We're expecting roster spots to get filled out because you got four left on the 40 man. There's moves that have to happen. There's moves coming. And you know, it doesn't just have to be signing free agents. You could still make some trades, but you're going to be taking on payroll in that regard as well. Like the guys that you have available to trade, because we've already dumped as much salaries. I think we realistically could, you mm-hmm. know, with the guys that we've traded, 
So at that point, we're taking on money. If it's a Miller package that brings in Isak Paredes or, you know, Randy Rose, whatever, those trades with the Rays, we're going to be taking on some sort of monetary value there. And then that's going to continue to handcuff us going forward in free agency of trying to sign players. So it's just, we're in a, like, I don't want to say I agree with Rosenthal that we're in neutral because I really don't want that to be the case, but it feels like we're just in like a state of limbo. Like we are in purgatory of trying to find a way out. And then we just keep like sliding down the hill. As of right now, we're in reverse. As I of mean, this very minute. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the the, the hey. off season has been pretty, pretty There's brutal no... in that regard. So I, I like adding, adding a Rose Rain and adding Paredes should be within that 25 million. That should put you around like 12 and a half between the two, I think. Mm-hmm. So sure. That those are good additions in my opinion. And they're there. Don't get me wrong. There is a way to go about doing this, but John Stanton and the ownership group made it infinitely harder on Jerry DePoto and Justin Holland and all these guys to go out there and actually add the players you need. Don't get me wrong. I, if I was certain that the Mariners had the ability to go out and sign whoever the hell they wanted this offseason, I would be totally fine with the trades they've made so far. Yeah. Like, Gino, okay, I get it. You guys want to cut out on strikeouts. Gino's gone, Tao's gone, JK's gone. Cool. Like, it, you want to cut out on strikeouts, but that would be contingent on them then go, being able to go out and sign, you know, Jung-Hoo Lee or Cody Bellinger or what have you. And I don't think they can. Mm-mm. I don't think they are given the resources to do it, so therefore I cannot... And there's still a lot of offseason left, but everything that we are hearing, every single thing that comes out about the marriage right now leads me to believe that they are not going to have the capital to be able to go out and make this team good enough to be able to compete with the Astros and the Rangers. Because, yeah, the Mariners pitching is great, but you can't win games 0-0. You can't. Yeah. They can't take you so far. Yeah. And you have to go out there and get the offense. This offense is objectively worse than it was last year currently as it currently stands there's no doubt no question it is worse than it was last year and even if they were to go out and add a rosarena and isak paredes which i do think would make the team probably better than it was last year in terms uh, in terms of their offense it's not enough it's not enough you need to then be able to go out and fill that other half of that platoon that you want to fill and you need to go out there and have a better bench than you did in 2023 that's just fact of the matter you can't and you need to in my opinion you need to add a high leverage reliever it doesn't have to be someone great doesn't have to be Josh Hader, but I would like to see the Mariners go out there and add another guy at the back end of that bullpen. Doesn't have to be again. Doesn't have to be you know the second coming of Mariano Rivera. Go <laughs> add. I don't know. I think Adam Simber would have been an interesting add for one point six five million dollars, whatever yeah. you got from the Angels. Yeah, and if it didn't work out, whatever. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I I think as far as where they're at in terms of wanting to add to this roster, I don't think bullpens really on their radar. Like I think they want to maybe elevate certain guys in that pen's role as it stands and let like guys like Carlos Vargas get an opportunity and Cody Bolton, whatever. Like there are guys that I think will get their shot to fill in to the bullpen. Like Isaiah Campbell did very well last year. And if we hold on to Trent Thornton, whatever, if he sees legitimate innings and he's actually as good as he kind of was with the Mariners last year, a lot of people were saying he's like the fakest good reliever in the MLB because you know, his, his, underlying numbers were not good you know maybe certain things turn around for him but the bullpen does not seem like the priority in my head for them i think honestly with the moves that we talked about trading for a rosarena and paredes and then signing solaire that fills out the spots for me because you've got a rosarena in left and then you put a solaire out there with in right with canzone marlo deloach Tremel, whatever and then it allows you to platoon rojas and urias at second base isak paredes plays third and that, I think, fills out your roster 
pretty solid, like in a solid way that I would be comfortable and confident going into the season that that offense will be better. But if we're saying that's 12 million for a Rosarena and Paredes roughly signing Soler for 15 million, if say his market value goes up, depending on what Otani signs for, because the market really hasn't even been set at this point. Maybe it jumps up to 16, 18. Then we're out of that conversation because we've only got 25 million to play with because of ownership. For me, those would be the top two moves I would do. It's just whether or not the, the payroll at like, if it's there, I, I sure as hell hope it would be because realistically, that's not even that much. There's people that are going to sign one guy for double that this offseason to play mm -hmm. one position. And that's not even in the field. Sure. He's the best player on planet Earth ever to exist. Shohei Otani's going to sign for strict numbers here. That would be 54 million. I could see he's going to get maybe 60. Right. Mm -hmm. So nope, if, nope, if, no players worth that. No players worth that. But he's going to get it. Mm -hmm. And if the Mariners can't go out and give a third of that, a half of that. In a singular offseason, that's an embarrassment. As Mariners fans, we have no reason to respect John Stanton. We don't. <laughs> we don't have a like. We, it, that guy, I bet you, does not show his face at the stadium next year. Because I if he does, not. he's an idiot. Yeah. He's an idiot. Plain and simple. Because every single person that sees him, obviously, again, there's still time for this to change. But if things keep going how they're going, if if somebody sees him, if I see him, I'm going to call him out. I'm going to call him out. Absolutely. 100%. No doubt in my mind. John Stanton, you suck. Bye. You're a Bye. bitch. <laughs> You're big. <laughs> no, you sound like a junior hire. Next Mariners Hall of Fame thing. Anytime he has to get out there at that podium, it's going to be worse than Rob Manfred. Like the, those levels of booze. Fans that are aware of situations going on. And I think anybody that would be in the stands next year has to be aware of what's happening to this team right in front of their faces. Mariners fans are really good at knowing what's going on, by the way. Like they're mm -hmm. really good at like when the Astros come to town, knowing which players to boo. They're good at it. Let me let me let me ask you this: If the Mariners do what you just said, sign a Rose or trade for Rosarena and Paredes, mm. and sign Solaire, would you be happy with this offseason? With the idea that it was an overhaul of what the team was in twenty twenty three, going into twenty twenty four, yes, I would be okay with it. The Jage Jage, shout out him because he puts a he puts me into a better perspective a lot of the times. I see his threads and I'm like, shout out like there's. There was one that kind of just it it took it took some of the negativity out of my heart. You know, my my heart grew one size after reading that thread. You know what I mean? The doctor. Well, no, the Grinch. And yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you know. You should just go to the doctor anyway because of that. No, he should have gone to the doctor too. Anyways, I think that yeah, there's obvious reasons why they would have to do an overhaul, and it's the lack of payroll flexibility. And given those circumstances, yeah, I would be okay with it. Now, so, if it was different where we, you know, had some payroll flexibility and this, you know, rug wasn't pulled out from underneath them last minute, then no, there's no reason to trade Jared Gallick. There's no reason to, you know, offload all that money. I think getting Marco and Evan White off the books is fine because those contracts, they weren't really going to serve you anyways. The Mar What move would it take for the Mariners this offseason for the fan base to just forgive everything that's happened over the past two weeks? Realistically? Would it be Otani? I, I think it has to be. I think that's the only answer. And, but then that just goes completely against everything that's been said in the last like couple days. And I don't want it to be. Sure. I don't want the Mariners to sign Shohei. I straight up don't. Given so, given the, the, the money what involved. It, what it would mean for the rest of the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Shohei in a vacuum, I'm in. I'm completely in. I would love to have him on this team. But 
what what the problems that come along with signing Shohei, meaning that you wouldn't be able to fill out the rest of the positions, no, I'm out. Yeah. Completely out. And I think that's fine. I, I think that maybe Ballinger, like a step down from Shohei, yeah. would be a guy who would definitely help. It, like, Bellinger, and then you go out and add, like, a, I don't know, Duval to Platoon. Something. And then sign, I don't know, Whitmerfield to play second. I think that overall, that would probably fix my issues with this team this offseason. Those three moves right there. The window is now. Go out there and freaking do something. And you know what we're going to do, Joe? What's that? Because our friends over at Locked On Mariners finally hit 10,000 subscribers. Joe and I are going to hit the gritty because Colby won't do it. I'm getting out right of that. foot. Creep, ooh. I'm ready. You Count start. me down. Three, two, one. Right foot, creep, ooh. You know, that whole thing. I don't even know if you can see us doing it, but we're doing it. I'm sure that was really good. I'm really glad that we did that. Yeah, this is the this is the end of the podcast. Thank you guys for watching episode 41 of the Hit It Here podcast, part of the Believe Network, presented by our sponsor, Bet Online. Go watch this video on the screen right now. I don't know what it is, but go watch it. Thanks.